Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. You know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's Music Row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Welcome to episode 163 of the Bobbycast. Songs with background singers you don't even know because they're famous and they didn't really make it a thing. You know what I mean? I like it. It's kind of like like you just ask a friend to sing on a song, right? Yeah, Yeah, and then you didn't make a big deal that they were singing on a song. And what I guess what really brought it up is, and this is so like a us thing, is I was talking about the Wallflower 6th Avenue Heartache and Adam Duritz from the County Crows sings the background vocals. So you hear Jacob Dylan, and then here's Adam Gertz here. That's the background. Oh, he didn't do it right there. That's the song. That's a guitar solo. I know a part of the song. There he goes. And so anytime they get to the hook, that guy's singing in the backgrounds. And at the end of the song, he really starts doing runs all around it. You can tell that's the Counting Crows. Guy. And we're such huge Counting Crows fans. I remember when this came out, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, automatically, you're like, that's Adam Duritz. It sounds so good. And you just imagine they were on the road somewhere recording it. Here, yeah. Check it out. That's Adam Duritz, lead singer of the County Crows, singing background on Sixth Avenue it. Heartache. I, and that is part of it too. You kind of imagine like, oh, I wonder like what they were doing, and, and did he just were they out drinking? They're like, hey, you want to call the studio? You want to hop quick? in real quick? Yeah, Come yeah, on, let's try. just go in. Now we know a lot of times, especially duets <laughs> nowadays, they're not even in the same room or same Correct. city or same. Who knows? Are, are we? Is that too much behind the curtain? Because that really disappointed me a little bit. Because there is that. Those things that you grow up just thinking, like, that's what it was like. And then when you find out it really, some, most of the time, and not always. 
I think artists are pretty open about it now, though, sometimes. Because oh, it's very disappointing to know that, like, oh, they weren't in the same room. Like, Yeah, because you just picture them both with, the, with their finger in their ear. Yeah. Going, ooh. Exactly, looking at each other in the eyes. Um, another really personal one is uh, is Namaste and Walker Hayes. We, we do a song called Namaste, the Raging Idiots. Walker Hayes, who I wrote it with, sings background vocals. Don't know nothing about yoga at all. Probably gotta hit the road, but Namaste. If you know Walker's voice, you can really hear Walker yeah. like in this alive. Girl, I'm trying to be responsible, but you're making it impossible. And he does a lot of the O's, A's, O's. Pants looking all flexible and you're down with all. Namaste, ain't no way I'm about to leave you in a pretzel on the floor like So if you listen to that, that's Walker Hayes. Because Walker produced that song. It was the first time Walker ever produced a song. I went in the studio and got it all together. Have you ever talked about the woo, the dog thing and how he was like, hey, don't be mad at me. I don't know if you're going to like it or not. Oh, no. I don't, I don't know. Because I that was always interesting to me. He sent this when we first recorded it. Because, again, I went to Walker. I was like, hey, produce a song. And he's like, I never produced a song before. And I was like, good. Yeah, you, you got this. Yeah, we wrote it. Let's go do it. And so we went to a studio and... Um, I wrote in my book too about how encouraging he was as we're in the studio. I was like, yeah, you got it. And so I started to feel good. And then he sent me over the track and he goes, hey, dude, I bark in it. Because <laughs> that, that wolf is him. And it was not on there originally. It wasn't on, yeah. And so the thing where he goes, um, a downward dog. And yeah, flexible in your downward, downward dog. dog. And that roof is Walker Hayes. Yeah. And I didn't know that Which was Which is my favorite part of the song. And now everybody does it when we play it live. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now here are some real ones that aren't super personal to us. Because that Wallflowers one's obviously, we're nerds. And then obvi- uh, the Namaste one's a Raging Idiot song. Okay, why don't we do uh, Drink a Beer? Uh, Chris, uh, uh, sorry. Oh, Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan, Drink a Beer. And Chris Stapleton. Does the background vocals. Which, interesting, we didn't know this, Bones. And when and when a Chris came in and talked about it, we still didn't know. And we're like, that's you? Mm-hmm. We, I thought it was a girl. Well, we knew Chris wrote it. But we didn't know Chris sang background vocals. So I'm gonna sit right here. It does sound like if just the, I always thought harmony, it was a woman. That's Chris Stapleton singing with Luke. So I'm gonna sit right here on the edge of this pier and watch the sunset disappear. It does sound like a woman at times, unless you know it's Chris's well, voice. Well, he goes really high. Yeah, because he can. Yeah. <laughs> Drink a beer. Do you have that end part? So long, my friend. You can really hear the stable thing if you listen close to that. Stapleton there. Can the you guy. sing that high? No, I can't sing it low high. Try it. Sit right here <laughs> on the edge of this pier. No. Can you? And watch no, that's too high for me. Yeah, there you go. That's Chris Stapleton singing the background with Luke Bryan. And drink a beer. Do you know why they don't say the name or they just keep it kind of. What do you mean? Like, because sometimes they'll do featuring. It's not a feature. They're just doing harmonies. It's just not a feature, yeah. Oh. Yeah, there are a lot of, I mean, which is the point of all this. I mean, all of these are that, basically. 
that if it's not a feature, it's just somebody singing. Yeah, they just. There, they, there's another one that we don't have on our list, but Thomas Rhett when he does. Mm, ah, um, what's what's the Thomas? Oh Rhett yes, song? yes. Uh, well, so I uh, know. Yeah, that Chris Stapleton <clears throat> does that. Ooh, ah. Is that right? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Chris wrote that song too for Thomas Rhett. If you find, I'll pull it up in the library here. Yep, I'm looking for it. So, uh, crash, yeah, crash and, burn. and burn. Here, listen to this. I'm going to play it from the beginning. But that's Chris going, ooh, ah, here you go. So I guess it's over, baby. Do you hear that? That's so cool. Now it sounds like Chris. Right? <laughs> that's funny, man. Yeah. That's what I think he. I think he told me it was. Um, <laughs> Watch it not even be yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we're like ninety three percent sure. Um, but Chris wrote that song. It only makes sense. That yeah. Song. No, it, it does. It does sound like him now that I hear it. Um, how about this one? This is uh, Katy Perry on. There's Pod has a song called. These are written funny. Uh, Pod has a song called Goodbye for Now. Okay. That's Katy Perry doing the background vocals. The band became good friends with Katy Perry after someone recommended her for the song. She would just come around the studio. It was really nice. She wasn't Katy Perry. Just a sweet girl was trying to make it in the Christian music scene. They were Christians. That's her? They said they heard that she was making this Christian gospel record, and all of a sudden she was in Hollywood just trying to figure it out. So they put her on that song. Oh, this is early, early on. Yeah. Goodbye for Sidetrack. That's really crazy that she that was the path she was trying to take, but then her first hit was what? I kissed a girl and I liked it. Her first pop hit was secular music. <laughs> she was on American Idol last night. She had mentioned that again, how she grew up in the church and you know was pursuing that. Yeah. And, and everybody was like, What? This song is crazy. When she decided because of her to background. Flip. Yeah, no, nobody knew her background. Because well, I, I was part of the, I was there. I was part of that. Remember, she came into our TV studio and and uh, one of our guys interviewed, I think Michael Trejo interviewed her, and that was like her big thing. And she talked about like, yeah, like whatever, preach your dad. Like my dad's a minister, whatever he is. Maybe the thing was that she was a preacher's kid, but it wasn't that she had tried Christian music and was now ah, doing pop. Got it. Because when she came to radio, you knew she was a preacher's kid, but there are a lot of preacher's kids. Yeah. Um, but she had actually- Did she do a Bobby, a Bobby cast and all the preacher's kids? <laughs> yeah, right. They're all like they're rock all, stars now. They're all death metal. Yeah. Uh, let's see. How about- <clears throat> Here's Ryan Hurd, his song now to a T. Marin? Yeah, it's Marin Morris singing. That's easy. Pretty cool, huh? I feel like they travel everywhere together, right? Like they're just. Not now. Well, well, she was off record cycle. Now she and wasn't touring. Now she's back. Now she's out. Yeah. You know, Audi 5000. She has a world tour. Um, but yeah, but they're going to be split up now because he's going his own way. She's doing it. But the good thing about country touring is you're only gone for like three days a week and you come back home. Right. Where you do rock touring or pop That's touring. months at it's, a time. It's, you just take three months and you don't come back home. Unless you have like a week off, you put in the middle of the tour and you get to go home for a few days. Which is so smart. The country touring thing is like, that's just a no-brainer. Like, you should just do that just to be able to live your life. 
It's like going to work for five days and then having the weekend. But some people don't want to have to tour all year. They like to go to a couple months and they're just free for a couple months. Ooh, what would you rather do? Uh, no, you can't stand being alone for like, or, or just bored for months. I, well, I think I would probably, the reason is, I think I would probably go do a couple months at a time and be done with it. Then I could just go focus on a full other project. Oh. I could take like a week or two vacation or whatever. But then I would, ha if I was going to go in the studio, I just have like a month in the studio. Yeah. Like I like to focus all that time on it. But okay. It's, but it's funny because any of my friends that work in pop or do any other kind of touring, they just leave and they don't come back. Even the Dancing with the Stars tour, they're gone for four months. They didn't come it's back home. It's a long time. It's like goodbye and you make the bus. You yeah. live on the bus and then... Almost never hotels, unless it's a day off. You just stay on the bus the whole time. Um, Cassidy Pope has a song, If My Heart Had a Heart. Do you know who sings the background of this? Let's hear it. If my heart had a heart, it would go out and leave me alone. You name the guy singing in the background. Let me forget you and let me let go. Is it a boyfriend? No. It was it's Shay from Dan and Shay. Oh. Put this to Yeah, that's Shay. Shay from Dan and Shay singing that one. Two of some of the best voices together right there. Yeah. Uh, let me do this real quick. Let me do a commercial. We'll do some more of these. So how'd you get ready today? Did you shower, brush your teeth, wash your face, style your hair? I'm asking because as a proud member of Dollar Shave Club, I'm here to tell you that no matter what you do to get ready, Dollar Shave Club has everything you need to look, feel, and smell your best. You want a clean mouth and fresh breath, right? The intense peppermint flavor of Dollar Shave Club's toothpaste will wake you up and last a surprisingly long time. Their hydrating body cleanser smells awesome. Skin feels great after you shower. But I hope showering and brushing your teeth are just part of how you get ready. But no matter how you do, Dollar Shave Club has everything that you need. And I haven't even mentioned their razors and shave butter that everybody knows them for, including myself. Right now, you can get a Dollar Shave Club starter set for just $5 each. They got a shower set, a toothpaste, a toothbrush set, all their famous shave butter, the razor. Any of those sets, just 5 bucks, And it's the best way to try out their amazing products. It's a great gift. After your starter set products ship at a regular price, right? Get yours today. DollarShaveClub.com slash bones. DollarShaveClub.com slash bones. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. Talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort. Little to no break-in period. Like, it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. <laughs> Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. 
Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Stu's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer, and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Amy Brown here to talk about the incredible work that's being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and to ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survivor rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. Families do not have to worry about a thing. Treatment is covered, travel, housing, food. And when you're a family that's going through this, like imagine you're a parent, your kid gets cancer. You need to focus on that child. You don't need to be worrying about other things and financial stuff can get really stressful. St. Jude covers it. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment. And when you sign up for just $19 a month, you're going to get the new This Shirt Saves Lives tee. So join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope and text Bobby to 785-833. That's B-O-B-B-Y to 785-833. All right, so how about this one? This is a Coldplay, Everglow. Do you know the song? Be friends till we die But the changing of winds And the way waters flow Not for sure the falling of snow Somebody is singing background vocals. Is that Gwyneth? Is it really? It's Gwyneth, and even after they broke up. Really? Yeah. Well, because I knew she sang, because she sang in that movie, uh, Duets, I think it's called. What album is this off of? Uh, it's in 2014. So one of the newer ones, probably the one where Magic is in. Sure, sure is. I know this song really well. So she sang on this, even though they were separated. It was, uh, wait, see what album that's on, will you? It's possibly the only breakup song in history to was it? Head full of dreams. Head full oh, of dreams. Okay. It was possibly the only breakup song in history to have an ex backing vocals. They said he just did it one day. It was kind of a friendly, hey, would you mind singing background vocals? It's a lot easier to hang out with your ex when you have kids together. Yeah. I would think. You gotta you gotta remain friends. You don't have to like, sing with touch. them though. <laughs> you don't have to go that far. Sing on a record. Uh okay, here's one. Do you know this song? You're so vain. You probably think this song is about you. Now it's Carly Simon, You're So Vain. Now listen to the background vocal. It's a very, very famous background vocal. Okay, I hear the guy. You're so vain. You probably think this song is about you. I can't mistake that voice. So you know it? Yeah, it's Mick Jagger. Yeah. I bet you think this song is about you. Don't you, don't you, don't you. Okay, Mick kind of dominates that song. Mick Jagger contributed uncredited background vocals during the sessions for Your Sylvain. He said that it took place just because he happened to be at a call of the studio. She's like, well, why don't you come down and sing then? And oh. he hops down and sings. I love that. You're so vain. You 
Dude, that reminds me. When we were recording our one of our Raging Idiots records, uh, Kid Rock was in the studio mm-hmm. at the same time in another studio. Why didn't you just grab him and be like, dude, can you jump on Planet Song? We're no. doing a Starbucks. I went into the wrong so, studio that day. Yeah, I walked into Kid Rock recording. Because there's like three studios. I remember walking in and going, these aren't my people. These people have beards and they're mean. <laughs> this isn't Eddie. And Kid Eddie? Rock was in the booth singing. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And I walked out and I walked over to you guys. I was like, uh, Kid Rock's over there cutting music. And so I didn't even know he was over there. That's I, what I picture when you hear, oh yeah, the Rolling Stones. Hey, are, Bob, you come over and sing a couple, couple yeah. tracks there when I grow up. Hit it. Bob, I did bang, bang. Okay. Uh, here we go. How about this one? This is Kanye West, Jesus Walks. The only thing that I pray is that my feet don't fail me now. And I don't think there's nothing I could do now to right my wrongs. I want to talk to God, but I'm afraid because we ain't spoken so long. Is it just that woman or the group of girls? It's not a woman. What? That's not a woman. That's not a woman? Uh, that's not a woman, right? Mm. Who is that? The only Very famous person. The only thing that I pray is that my feet don't fail me now And I don't think there's nothing I could do now to right my wrongs I want to talk to God but I'm afraid cause we ain't spoken so long Stevie Wonder? No I hear a woman The only thing that I pray is that my feet don't fail me now yeah. Only because I read it, not because Who I could identify it. John Legend. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. He does kind of, he sings high. John Legend sings background on six songs from graduation, including Jesus Walks. Legend's old roommate happened to be Kanye West's cousin. <laughs> the two hit it off, started collaborating with each other. He introduced what? the two back when the rapper was just producing beats. They became friends. Kanye did not have a record deal at the time, but when he did, he remembered John Legend and then got him one too. The only thing that I pray is that my feet don't fail me now. I was watching the CNN series about the, the 2000s. Yeah. And they're talking about the music, and it was the, the decade where producers became famous, too. Oh, yeah. Where it was producers and DJs for the first time. Yes. And it, there's like a whole thing on Timbaland showing Jay-Z the beat for 99. No, uh, Rick, Rick, Rick Rubin did 99 Problems. But, what's that one? Yeah. Timbaland shows him Dust Off Your Shoulders. First time ever, because Jay-Z's in the studio. They're just sitting there. They're sitting there, and he's like, I got this, I got this. And Jay Z's like, whoa! And then Jay Z puts puts his, puts his headphones on and just like just starts crushing it. Oh, I love that. And like Rick Rick talking to Rick Rubin, uh, making the because Rick Rubin hadn't done a like a hip hop record since like the Beastie Boys, yeah, and, like some right. And so how he took Ninety Nine Problems and like was adding like ACDC licks to it, and how it's like, it's like dun, we got yeah. the rap patrol and the cat. It's, it's cool. That is pretty cool that the producers started getting a little bit of popularity because they are the brains and, behind the music. I guess the reason I bring it up is that's how Kanye was. Kanye produced Jay-Z. Yeah. And so it was like Kanye West was a producer who also wanted to try to make a name for himself you know, as a rapper, but was producing all these artists. Pharrell was another one they talked about. Oh, yeah. He's he, huge. He was a producer, producer before he started doing you know, Pharrell. Uh, there was another. And they talked about DJs. like uh, Calvin Harris? No, he's a later. But it was like... Fatboy Di- Slim? Diplo... Uh, Dead Mouse. Oh yeah. Some of those guys that were like, they would go and play these shows, and ten thousand people would show up, and people couldn't understand how ten thousand people would go watch a DJ perform. But the DJs were like, it's not about us. We've created an environment where everybody's watching everybody else. Like we've created the environment that everybody's watching each other. No one wants to watch us. Oh, gotcha. But we've created the place where they can come and actually watch something. It's the each other. 
It's pretty cool. I've always wondered that. Mm-hmm. Well, I we went to Bonnaroo one year. Oh, and you're going to go to Bonnaroo this year. You might. You have to check this out. They have silent disco, and everyone puts headphones on as a DJ plays. And so when you walk up there and you watch everyone dancing with headphones, they can hear the music, but you cannot. They look so dumb. And they look—they just look like idiots dancing. I mean, they're getting down bones. And then you put the headphones on, you're like, okay, I get it. So you start moving. like I mean, you hear it so loud, and it's a party. But if you don't have the headphones on, you look pretty stupid. I haven't been to a music festival since Austin's The Limits years ago. This is a little different. It is? Yeah. I'd say a lot more drugs. Bonnaroo? Yeah. I don't do drugs. No, just around. You can tell people are like high as a kite. You can tell they're messed up. Wait, do I need to do drugs? No. To go? No. Can you, I? Get... You don't need to do drugs to go. No. Can I do? Can I not do drugs and still have fun? Yeah. Yeah, because you like music. I think a lot of these kids go, and they probably, they, I'm sure they love music, but it it what enhances their experience. But what if I want it to be enhanced? You don't stop. What about Viagra? You want Viagra? I don't know any drugs. I was like, <laughs> stay away from this dude. They can tell just a different way. This guy's walking around with a sword. <laughs> yeah, and with that festival, because I've never been to Bonnaroo, but at my manager actually owns part of that festival, and he's like, go, 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 go. You know, we'll hook you up, get you all the passes. And I'm going to take a, a tour bus. Most people stay in tents. Yes. Or you can they, stay in like the one it. Holiday Inn. There's only one or that, two that's hotels. It's hard to get anyway. Yes. And I was like, I'll just get a tour bus and go, because that's nice. Yeah. And we, we sleep in those. Stay in the bedroom. There are bunks. Take some friends. Yeah. Right? Is that, that going to be gross? That would be great. I mean, I say you, second day, you're going to be ready to leave. Oh, really? I think you're going to have a great one day. Like, one day, you're just going to be like, dude, this is great. I love it. And then after that, you're like, all right, I'm ready. I'm done. Which because a, we may have, what is it called, aged out? Which is a problem because I'm going to ha- probably take four or five other people with me because I can sleep on the bus. But then they have to go with me. But the thing with us is we we see, we see a lot of music, and so uh, you you probably get like since since your manager owns some of it, like he'll probably give you a good like you know wristband or whatever yes. and get you some good access. But the problem with Bonnaroo, which is I've never seen this in any other festival, they have zones of like general population, and then one zone in front of them that's like regular VIP, and then they have artists. Right in front. So if you have an artist badge, you can go right in the front to any stage. But as soon as that's full, it doesn't matter if you're Kanye or if you're whatever, like Mick Jagger, you're not getting in that zone. Like if it's full, it's full. So it doesn't matter if you have an artist pass. So it's kind of cool, but... It's like South by Southwest where... Yes, exactly. You can have a badge, but if you don't get there early enough, it doesn't matter. Exactly. You're not watching it. So it's really interesting the you have way to go they do pick that. Pick your spots and just sit and wait on people. Yeah, I mean, if you want to see like someone in particular, I'd go the band before and just stay there. Oh no, no, you actually can't because they kick everyone out between every band. Oh, they do. Yes. Oh, well, that's good. Then you have a shot to get back. You have in. a shot, but if you're just a little late, two songs late, you're not getting in. I think you're. I think. I think you'll like it. I but need... one day, I think you have one day in you. But I can't leave because I'm having people with me. You just hang on the bus. You'll probably just snap the whole time. Watch friends on the bus. That I could do. That's what I was doing at the house anyway. Right. Uh, okay. We got that one. How about this one? Here is the Righteous Brothers. You've lost that loving feeling. Ooh. Bring back that love and feeling. Oh, that love and feeling. I, I like Motown. Someone for, is mm-hmm. it? Now you can absolutely hear this person. When I tell you, you'll be like, oh. Bring back. It's the, it's. It says the Righteous Brothers. You think you're hearing two brothers singing? You're not. You're hearing the lead singer and the background vocalist. Okay. Bring back 
Ray Charles. <laughs> you know how earlier you thought Stapleton was a girl? You're thinking that this dude's, you're thinking that this girl's a dude. It's oh, a girl. Oh, that's a girl? Mm -hmm. Listen Nina, again. Nina deep, Simone? Deep. Nope. Deep. Bring back that love and feeling. Oh, that love and Oh, okay. Is that Aretha Franklin? Bring back that love and feeling. That's not a girl. It is. When I tell you, you go, oh. Who is it? That's exactly it. That's how she sings. She sings like that normally? Every impression of her is like, yeah. Oh, Cher. Cher. That's, that's Cher? That's Cher. Wow. Yeah. She sings so low. But now doesn't it sound like Cher? Now, now I hear it. That, now that doesn't sound like a dude. Funny, huh? What did the other brother do then? Just watched. He's playing the drums? He just watched his brother. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, how about this one? Here is Elton John. Uh, here we go. You won't get this one. How do you know? Okay, you might. You know who this song is? Yeah, yeah you will. And you'll even know the song. Oh, the yeah. Is that called The Bitch Is Back? Can you hear the person right now? Yeah, and you you definitely know the person, but I don't think you'll get it. A legendary British singer. Is one of the Beatles? It's Ringo. <laughs> I don't know. Dusty Springfield. Oh, yeah. Okay, how about this one? Is Dusty a girl? You need to do your research on Dusty Springfield. Why am I thinking Dusty's a girl? You You tell me what comes up when you Google oh, Dusty why, Springfield. Why, why, <laughs> Son of a preacher, man. It's a girl. Of course it's a girl. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I thought you guys were like, no, it's a dude. It's not Dusty Baker, the former manager of the Cubs of Giants. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty Springfield, okay, all yeah. right. What's wrong with you? Um, okay, how about this one? Here is Chaka Khan, Our yes. Love is in Danger. I told you, man, if I'm leaving, I need your loving day, day. I get so tired when you're far away. I don't think you'll get it, but you'll hear it and go, oh, okay. I, has, have they sang yet? Uh, Luther Vandross. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, how about the Beatles? All you need is love. Ooh. So the Beatles. I didn't know anyone sang with the Beatles. The Beatles, except for Ringo, who is behind his drum kit, were seated on high stools, right? They were with 13 pieces of orchestra band. The band had friends and acquaintances all on the floor who sang along with the fade out with the refrain. And then all of these people I'm about to tell you are singing in this. All you need is love. All these people right here. can't identify them by them because they're all you need is love, love. but you'll know next time you hear it love is all you need all you need is 
can't pick anyone out. Can't pick it, but it's cool. Who's it's there? Mick Jagger. Oh gosh. Eric Clapton, Keith Richards, Keith Moon from The Who, Graham Nash from Crosby, Stills, wow. Nash Young, um, Patty Boy, Jay Nasher. It's just a whole bunch of people that were having to be around then before they all get super awesomely famous. Amazing. And some of them were even famous yeah. then. So, yeah, anyway, there's some background. I thought that was pretty I, that's, cool. I don't know if anyone knew that. That's that's. Well, yeah, some people do know that one. Yeah, like we didn't nerds. Know new, well, yeah. But. Did you know, have you heard... Um, this isn't like someone being there, but uh, James Taylor. What about it? What's the part in the whole? Oh, Carolina in my mind. Okay. So he wrote that line. When the holy host of others stand around you, still I'm on the dark side of the moon. He's, in that line, he said that the Beatles were in the studio while he was recording that song. And he was like, "Ooh, I've got to put that in." Cause on Carolina, it was, my mind? Yeah, because it was like the holy host that they're just watching you record this Sing song. Sing it again. When the holy host of others stand beside you. Oh, that's why I put that in. Yes. In my mind, I'm gone. And they were in the room watching him sing. They were just in the studio, like in the control room, like, "Oh, look, it's James Taylor. Let's watch this for a second. The James Taylor it, that's funny to me is when he was young and had all the hair, mustache. Because I don't know that James. He looked like a rock star. Now bald glasses. I don't know him other, otherwise except bald. <laughs> right. Like in my, it's like Willie. I don't know Willie anyway, but old. Right. And when you watch, when you see Willie without a beard or long hair, it's pretty crazy. Even when we were born, and we were born in the '80s, I was born in the 80s, like Willie was already old. Yeah. Like, there's no young yes. Willie that's ever yes. existed to me. So, what are we looking at here? Also, Indeed, the recording of Carolina Mine includes a uh, credit appearance by Paul McCartney on the bass guitar. There you go. Did you know Boom. that? Didn't know that. Oh, look at that. In, in that song? Yeah. yeah. George What's George Harrison do on it? George Harrison Dude, back. Dude, we didn't even know this. Yeah. In my mind, I'm gone to Carolina. That's, hey, listen to that bass. Paul McCartney. That's Paul. <laughs> Can't you see the sunshine? Wow, dude, this is so cool. That's pretty cool, right? just like a friend of mine. Do people our age like this music? Because I love it. I love it. It's the generation before us. I don't know. 70s, if, yeah. Maybe even two generations before us. Because, you know, I was a 90s music kid. Like, my music was everything that happened in the 90s. The, fir my, the first music that I found myself loving. The country part of the 90s, the Garth and Tim McGraw, the, the alternative part of the 90s, yeah, the Nirvana grunge. Pearl Jams, the pop part of the 90s, yep. later on, the Britney and Sync, and I was starting Spice to get a little Girls. too old for that, but still, that was it, yes. right? That's our music. Even the the side 90s stuff, the stuff that was like Counting Crows, yeah. the kind of the emo alternative stuff, which I became a huge Counting Crows yeah. fan, and there were a lot of those. It's like your Blink-182? Like no, that's more the pop punk. Okay, That'd okay. be more... Early, because like, that was getting a little that, young. For yeah, that us. was like almost the 2000 mark. Yeah. No like, effects or whatever. You know? I was in college when that was the yes. alternative station. Um, but two generations ahead of now would be so if now is Ariana Grande, then it had in, that in had to be sync? it had to be like the, the TLC. Yeah. Then it had to be the 90s stuff. Which you know, kids now don't know that stuff. But I'm sure some so do, and they appreciate it. So yes, James Taylor would be yes that TLC equivalent. to kids now is James Taylor to us. <laughs> that's I think that sounds about right. Do you like James Taylor, Mike D? Yeah, you do. It just it's so soft and easy and smooth and like I feel like most people be like, "What is this crap?" Like, turn it off. But I truly enjoy listening to James Taylor. Yeah, me too. I but I, you know, 
I listen to oldies radio a lot. <laughs> I did, but the oldies radio is changing, dude. Well, yeah, one, they play now Foo Fighters. They play Pearl Jam in it. <laughs> yeah. But also radio's changing. You know, you don't yeah. need a station to play all kinds of stuff. It's just... It's so funny. I'll get on iHeart, the iHeart app, and I will search oldies just because I want to hear some, like, you know, uh, like Everly Brothers and whatever, Temptations, that kind of stuff. And, like, I can't find any playlists or anything That's that like, happens. You have to look at 50s and 60s specifically. You to, yeah, you have to go decades. That's mm-hmm. right. Because, like, on, like, classic rock, maybe what it would be now, like, you would hear U2 Mysterious Ways. And you would go, oh. I mean, again, this is a bit a bit before us. Yeah. But U2 wasn't before us. What was classic rock when we were, when we were growing Zeppelin. up? Zeppelin. Yeah. And it's still part of classic rock, but it's just some of that newer stuff. Feel like making love. Yeah. All of that stuff. Wrapped up in a douche in the roar of the night. Do you know who sings Feel Like Making Love? I think a lot of my music history and my knowledge comes from just listening to oldies all the time with my stepdad when I became a teenager. Your stepdad listened to this? All the time. That was his music. When I think about you, I think about love. Who sings this? Bad Company. Ah, of course. But that's that's where my music knowledge really comes from. They also sing, uh, is this Bad Company too? Joe Cocker. Love Joe Cocker. Good stuff, man. Hope you enjoy the episode, everybody. This is um, episode 163. Famous background singers. We should title it from the cool, though. Yeah. Like You didn't even you know they know were crap. background singers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. You don't know crap about... No. <laughs> what you know about background singers? You uh, didn't... Well, what can we title this on the front side? Whatever you just said. You just said it. You didn't even know these famous... Well, you only get like so many words, though. Right. Right. Or else it becomes... Yeah. It's <laughs> you like, can't see the rest of it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. By the time we see the title, we'll be like, oh, that's what they settled on. They're like, ooh, good good one, guys. Check out the Sore Losers podcast with Producer Eddie. If you love sports, Sore Losers podcast with Lunchbox, Raymundo, and Producer Eddie. Eddie, always fun to do this, buddy. Yeah, dude, I like it. And that's, the, what's the next one we're thinking of doing? What's something we have kind of, we've been talking about? Famous soundtrack? Uh, oh. Like, like, yeah, like. <sighs> love soundtracks. Like you're the best soundtrack yes. to you. That used to be a thing. Oh, yeah. Today, a bit so, but a lot of times they just take old songs and put them on soundtracks. Um, they didn't always do that. They used to create new songs for soundtracks. But I was so nerdy that I would listen to the Field of Dreams soundtrack, the Rudy soundtrack, which is nothing but yeah. instrumental music, like orchestra music. That's pretty nerdy. Braveheart soundtrack. I'd buy those CDs. That's pretty nerdy. Uh, thank you guys. This is episode 163 of the Bobbycast. As always, thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to Producer Eddie at Producer Eddie on Instagram and the Sore Losers podcast. Thank you very much. See you next time, man. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. Tacovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.